So this is the month of June, and it's about embracing self-care. And we started last week, remember, with a spiritual practice. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. Remember it? You remember it? Let's do it, okay? Hands over the shoulders. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful me. You still doing it? Are you still doing it? Every day? Twice a day? Before sleep? When you wake up? In front of the mirror? Come on, tell me. You're still doing it, right? We want to make that a practice. Make it a habit. Oh, it changes the way you feel about yourself and about your environment and about your life. Anyway, today I want to speak to honoring the Sabbath because that is about self care as well. And I want to talk about your Sabbath, not the Sabbath, right? Because in, in Exodus it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all thy work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not do any work, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, manservant, maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within the gates. Nobody works on Sabbath. Nobody works on the Sabbath. Nobody, except me. <laughs> I work on the Sabbath. <laughs> Oops, they're not there. Our band, our band works on the Sabbath, right? TJ, you're working on the Sabbath. Now, several religions, right, observe the Sabbath on Saturday, right? You have the Jewish religion, the Seventh-day Adventists. They also work on, uh, I mean, they worship on Saturdays. Greek Orthodox and, and Eastern Orthodox Catholic churches, it's interesting, they differentiate between what they consider the Sabbath day, which is Saturday, and the Lord's day, which is Sunday. So they observe it, although they don't gather on that day, they gather on Sundays, but they make that differentiation. Now in Mark 2.27, it says, Jesus said this, the Sabbath is made for man, or like humans, right? The Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So these words of Jesus about the Sabbath day were meant to, was meant to be a blessing, right? Rather than, an, a, rather than a burden. Uh, having a Sabbath meant you get to relax, you get to rest, right? It was made for us to observe God's goodness all around us. Right? and not to bind us into rules, more rules for us to follow. But isn't that what happens when any faith, uh, when any faith tradition right, starts to evolve, more rules come in. So now you have rules about how to relax, you know? And, and they become burdens rather than blessings. And this is what, actually, this is what Ernest Holmes warns us about, right? He said, we are the greatest faith tradition that the world has ever conceived of because we are a faith tradition freed from dogma, duality, and superstition. And I might be a little biased, but I believe him. <laughs> I, think, I think that's true, right? Because when we get caught up in the rules of something, we cannot celebrate it. Right? We get all caught up in having to do it right and not get it wrong and not be punished. We get caught up in the rule instead of in the spirit of the thing, which is akin to, like they always say about, you know, um, looking at the finger that's pointing to the moon rather than looking at the moon, what the finger is pointing to. And that's what really our faith tradition is about. Our faith tradition is supposed to point us to the, the, the goodness and the wholeness of spirit, but we get caught up at the, you know, looking at the finger that's pointing to the thing instead of the thing itself. And that's really what happens with a lot of our, our faith 
traditions is we get caught up in the rules of them. You know, I think, I think. The Sabbath is for rest and reflection and enjoyment. It's enjoyment. That's what we're supposed to be doing with this day off, not worrying about what we can and cannot do so we don't violate the rules, right? Because that's a lot of the time what happened. You know, years ago, I had the good fortune to listen to a talk given by uh, Father Joe Carroll. Does everybody remember him? Father Joe's Villages. What a wonderful, wonderful man. And he would tell this story about how he, uh, he grew up in the Bronx. And, and he would go, when he was a young boy, seven, eight, nine, I don't remember, he said he would go to the Orthodox Jewish section up there, I think it was Riverside in the Bronx? I think it was Riverside? Uh, anyway, um, and he would charge a nickel <laughs> to turn on the lights in the Orthodox Jewish homes when it started getting dark because the, the, Jewish, uh, the Orthodox Jewish community couldn't do any work and even flipping a switch was considered work. So he would charge a nickel, a switch, to go into the homes and to turn on the lights when it started getting dark on the evening going into the Sabbath. I think it's a wonderful thing. You know they called him the hustler priest, right? So clearly he was doing this for a long time. And, and you know, it was just a wonderful service. What did they call him? The, the Shabbos Goy. That's what they called him, yeah. And he, and he said that's one of the ways that he made money. Anyway, <laughs> I love that story. I remember growing up in New York, and everything was closed. Was everything closed on Sundays, right, when, you, when, when we were growing up? You couldn't do anything. Well, the only thing that was open were the restaurants, because I remember going to, out to eat after, after church, right? We all went out to eat, so I guess we didn't really consider the servers working and the chefs working. I don't know, but I remember us all going out to eat. I remember the, the uh, stores that were open because they were drug stores and you needed your medicine, so that was like not considered work. And, and I remember everything else was roped off, right? You remember those like places in the store you could not go because that would be illegal on Sunday. And I also remember whenever there are rules like that, there are always stores willing to do a workaround, right? Oh my God, there was a little Italian deli up the street and, and he would open a little bit, you know, just to get things. And then he opened a little more and then he just had the whole store wide open and he took the, the penalty every week. He got fined for being open on Sunday, but he made so much money being the only store open on Sunday, he could pay the fine easily. The cops would come, he'd pay the fine, they'd go, he'd have a wonderful lucrative day, right? So there is these workarounds that we do because the rules were binding us instead of freeing us. And when it comes to the Sabbath, it's supposed to be freeing us. Getting caught up in the rules, we lose the spirit of Sabbath. Again, right? The Sabbath was made for us. We weren't made to serve the Sabbath. And in Hope for Today, Ernest Holmes said, like prayer is not dependent upon the edifice or the Sabbath. It can be just as effective on the freeway. Don't we know that, right? In the marketplace, at work, or at home. Right? Everywhere you go is sacred because you're, you're there. You're standing on holy ground. Everywhere you go is a, sacred, is a sacred space. And so this is what I want to discuss. I want to discuss your Sabbath, not the Sabbath. Right? Because on, the story goes, on the seventh day, God rested. Right? But was God tired? I mean, God can't get tired. Right? Could you imagine? Oy vey, you know, I'm exhausted. I can't do another thing. No. He rested. He took a step back. 
and he looked at everything that he had created, or it had created, or principle had created, right? Everything that that energy had created, and saw that it was good. That was the thing: the ability to to、um, look upon our lives. And everything that we have created, our lives to be, and it, see that it is good, and celebrate that, and rest in that. His God delights in its own creation. God delights in its own creation. So God, you know, stepped back. Well, not really, because it's an energy form, right? So it withdrew itself and just gazed upon what it had created, and it was good, and it enjoyed it. And Ernest Holmes said, "For us." Somebody said our ears are so filled with the din that we do not hear our own minds. And then he quoted Edmund Sears, who had written, "Oh, rest beside the weary road, and hear the angels sing." And then Ernest Holmes went on to say, "How seldom we rest long enough to hear the angels sing." And see, for me, that's what the Sabbath is about. It's about resting. It's about reflection, looking, gazing upon what we have created with delight. And and what is it we've created? Our own lives. We have created our own lives. We have co-created with spirit what our lives look like. And what our lives are entailed and involved with. So, so our Sabbath is taking a break from our doing. We're doing, doing, doing so much, and gazing upon this creation, our life, with love, with delight. Just taking that step back and saying, "I love my life." I love the plants I planted. I love my pet. I love the color of the wall in my living room. It, it's it's about taking a break and taking it in. Right? We're so busy running running around and rushing around and working and and lists and and to dos and what do we have to do on the way home and all that stuff that we don't have that time. So our Sabbath is taking that time to just love our life, love what we have created it to be. It's like for me. It's like the release statement at the end of the prayer, right? When you say, "And so it is," right? You know that one at the end of the prayer, "Amen." So it is. So it shall be.、Uh, whatever you say at the end of a prayer as the release statement, it's the release statement at the end of an affirmative prayer. The affirmative prayer is is meditating and meditating and affirming and realizing and giving thanks and then releasing, right? Ah,、oh, you release, you release. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, "And then we rest in ease." We rest in ease at the end of the prayer. Each time you have had a full and complete consciousness that it is done. Every time you wind up your treatment by saying it is done, don't feel like there has to be another treatment. Don't feel like you have to do anything else. But gaze right, gaze upon what you have done, what you have completed. It's done. We get to release, and we know that it is. Right when you get to the end of your prayer treatment, when you get to the end of your affirmative prayer, you know it. And your mind is aligned with your feelings and your your heart and your gut, and you just absolutely know the truth of those statements. So you release, you let go. Ah, a job well done. That's like a little tiny mini Sabbath right there. Right? Look, it's over. It's complete. It's done. I did it. Yay. Wayne Muller wrote a book years ago called、um, Sabbath. 
And in it, well, let me tell you the whole book, the whole title, Sabbath, Finding Rest, Renewal, and Delight in Our Busy Lives. And he wrote, Sabbath is the way of being in time where we remember who we are. We remember what we know, and we taste the gifts of spirit and eternity. Ah, doesn't that sound lovely? It's like being in a spa. I love it, right? And so we need to carve out something in our week, right? A day, part of a day, something, some part, some place, some day of the week, some time where we do nothing else but be refilled. Yeah, and it can be a Saturday or it can be a Sunday, but if those days are set aside for other things, it could be a part of the week. It could be one evening. It could be whatever it is for you. It is a time to be grounded, to take in the sights and the smells and the tastes of the everyday sacred in our lives. This is the life I created for myself, and it is good. And we need to take that time out to appreciate that. Time to unplug, right? And look at the world in wonder. Look at the world like you're seeing it for the first time. And really appreciate all of the elements in your life that maybe when your head's down, you know, woman on a mission. Do you ever see me doing that? Like through, you know, woman on a mission. We're going someplace. We have someplace to go. Well, instead of doing that, to be able to stand back and reflect and enjoy and absolutely take in the sights and the sounds of this beautiful, fabulous planet on which we live. To unplug from the world, to unplug from your electronics, right? And look, gaze upon this world in wonder for all of the good we have. And now I'm not saying you can't do your electronics, right? See, this is where we get caught up again in the rulemaking, right? No, it's Sabbath. You can't do that. You know, you can't be on your iPhone or you can't be on your computer. It's like, again, now we're going to start making new rules. So don't have any rules at all. Just be in wonder of your life, whatever and wherever that takes you. Your Sabbath must be completely, uniquely yours. It has to be what soothes you. And, and you know how what soothes you might annoy somebody else. You know, I mean, it just is. Walking in nature, I love that. Listening to the trees speak. You know how when you get like really inside a, a tree, a grove of trees, just listening to the trees speak, right? Connecting with the earth. Maybe taking your shoes off and getting, you know, your, your toes in the dirt, see? Now, I just think that that's amazing. I can really feel grounded in the earth. That's a little slice of heaven for me. It may not be your thing, right? If that's your thing, wonderful, but it may not be. So your Sabbath lies somewhere else. Maybe it's sitting by the ocean. Maybe it's smelling the salt air or listening to the waves crash on the shore and turn to, to foam, right? Maybe that's what it is. That's restoring to you if it's your thing, right? That could be annoying, you know? It, we all have to find that, that place. I mean, all of life is sacred. The whole planet is sacred, but you are an individualized expression. So your Sabbath will be uniquely yours wherever and whatever it is. And it's got to be restoring to you. It's got to be refilling. Wayne Muller in that book, again, same book, he said, the Sabbath is more than an absence of work. It's not just a day off when we catch up on television or errands. It is the presence of something 
that arises when we consecrate a period of time to listen to what is most deeply beautiful, nourishing, or true. It is time consecrated with our attention, our mindfulness, honoring those quiet forces of grace or spirit that sustain and heal us. It's listening for that still, small voice. It's being totally at rest in the enjoyment, in the wonder, in the relaxation of what you have created that you call your life. It, was, it is made for us. It is made for us to, to rest, to reflect, to giggle, <laughs> to breathe deeply into the silence, to hear the angels sing, like Ernest Holmes said, to hear the angels sing. It is the stillness when we look upon what we have created or co-created, right, with spirit, our lives, and we see that it is good. And it's just to appreciate that. And then when we're there in that space of nothing to do and nothing to see and nothing to know, but just, just to enjoy what we've created, we are refilled. We're refilled with peace. We're refilled with harmony, with freedom, with all of those qualities of God, all of those qualities that reside within us. We get to get it back in touch with them so that we know them, so that we can recognize them. We own them as our qualities. And then we get to demonstrate them, right, when we return back into the world. We are refilled and we're ready to return back from our rest, from our Sabbath, to be that person in the world, that representation, that incarnation of the divine. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, I let go of every sense of burden, care, fear, doubt, and return to a simple faith in divine goodness. I permit myself to believe. I let that mind be in me that was in Christ. I acknowledge the flow of the divine through me. I joyously receive the kingdom of heaven. I rest in this peace. And that's what our Sabbath is for. So create your own. Create your own. Pick a time where nothing happens. Pick a block of time. Make it, make it official. <laughs> make it a ritual. Make it a safe space. Make it a certain time and a place. Carve out a regular interval of your week and protect it. Whether it's two hours or 20 hours, Protect it as your sacred space and allow it to refill you and all of the other days of your life become better. I promise you. Honor your Sabbath. Thank you.